I'm Kate Daniels. Retirement. Do you think about it? Are you already in it? Gary Sirak is a financial advisor with 40 years of retirement planning experience. He's an author, and his latest book and focus of our conversation is How to Retire and Not Die, The Three Ps That Will Keep You Young. Gary Sirak, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Oh, it's a total pleasure. And, you know, this is always an important conversation to have. Many people don't about retirement, but it's more so now because at this time in uh, history, it seems there's a real flurry of people making that decision, making the choice to retire, whatever that is, and we can maybe get into that. So the fact that we have you with us this morning with so much of your retirement planning experience, uh, having done this for uh, some decades, and, and as an author with this latest book, How to Retire and Not Die, key point, the three P's that will keep you young. So, Gary, it's really wonderful and timely to have you with us this morning. Oh, thank you. And, and it's, it's one of my favorite topics, to be honest with you, Kate. I really enjoy talking about retirement, although I have no intention to fully retire, but uh, certainly learned a lot about the, the uh, subject matter. So that's an interesting thing. You you write about it, you talk about it, uh, you provide all this information, you you don't have the plan to retire. So that kind of rolls all into it as well, right? Yes, it really does. And and, and it's funny because I work uh, about six hours a day, and, and one of those is lunch. So I'm not <laughs> killing myself anymore. But what I found is that I you don't need to retire to retire. You can partially retire. You can semi, and I keep recommending that to people because I, I like test driving things. And so I've been test driving this for a while and I'm pretty comfortable in this car. I feel pretty good about it. So all the more reason, I mean, six hour days sound pretty good, maybe four or five times a week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and for when it hits warm in Canton, Ohio, which is going to be in a little while right now, it's about 16. Anyway, uh, but when it gets warm, uh, I will find myself on the golf course on Friday. So that's a definite uh, change that will happen this year for sure. So there is kind of that a, a bit of a platform of, of what to think about and envision is to not make it like an either or, or here's the here's the time I'm going to just quit this job and leave. Although maybe quitting a particular work you're doing is the answer, but finding something that you really love to do is the answer. Oh, okay, you, you hit this right on the head. So the book, the three Ps that will keep you young are purpose, passion, and a plan. And and what I find, and I've been in the financial service business for almost 40 years, and lots of clients the last 20 years has been very retirement-based and helping people figure this out. And what I've learned is a lot of people retire from something but not to something, and that is a really bad uh, formula. And why that's a bad formula is that all of a sudden they've been working, you know, five days a week, whatever, for 40-some years, and all of a sudden they quit and they have no clue what to do. And that is a huge problem, and, and really it's why I wrote the book, because I kept seeing people do this, and they were friends and clients and whatever, and, you know, funerals and nursing homes and hospitals, it, it was pretty depressing, and I said, okay, this, is, this has got to stop. There's, there's a system to this that we're just missing, and that's really what drove me to write the book with my son. Which is 
So perfect. Uh, And the timing is, as we were saying, I was mentioning that there are so many people deciding to retire. And hopefully, you know, they've given this some thought and not just thinking, oh, I need to escape this particular ship. Uh, So having this plan, you and I had talked earlier about the fact of how this pandemic felt like it might be kind of a reset button, how we might take the opportunity and really come up with some freshness about life, but it really hasn't turned out that way. But here we are still being optimistic. And I think this is one area that if we follow the plan of the book and what you're sharing with us this morning, Gary, it can give us that blueprint, that map for really creating a better future. Again, that is exactly what the plan was behind it, to to really give tools and and guardrails so people knew what to think about and and even how to figure out what their purpose is or their passion and and what are they really into and what would make them happy for the rest of their life. But, But one of the big things is not waking up on a Monday morning after you've been doing this for 40 years and saying, okay, what do I do now? Uh, it's my first day off. So I always ask my clients, okay, it's your first day. Tell me what that looks like. How about your first week? How about your first month? And then tell me about your first year. And it's, I, I'm talking to a deer in headlights. I mean, they, they just, 90% of them have no clue what that's going to look like. And that is a problem. And that's really why I, I kind of directed them away and, and Max and I structured this so they could really go step by step by step to get a real plan together to figure out what the rest of their life's going to look like. And so we we should mention that this is relevant to anyone at any age. You don't have to be somewhere where retirement is in the future. You could even be retired and maybe feel like you're floundering. You can still make this work to your best benefit. Uh, absolutely. In, in fact, I, I did an interview with someone a couple of days ago. They were 40, and he's from Dallas, Texas, a radio station in Dallas. And he said, yeah, I'm 40. Tell me what I should be doing. And I said, well, you should be creating a wish list. And he said, what's a wish list? I said, a wish list is everything you wished you were doing but couldn't because you were working. And he started laughing, and he said, well, there's a lot on that. And I said, well, then good, start writing them down. And he said, did you do this? And I said, absolutely. And I said, I've had a running wish list for years. I didn't call it a wish list until I wrote the book. I just had a list, and, and I had all these things that I thought, yeah, I'd like to do this. Seattle, Washington, visiting there, one of them. Uh, following the Cleveland Guardians around the country, that's another one. But I would just write stuff down and say, okay, this is on my list. This is what I want to do. Um, and it's really important. And the problem with it is when I ask people when they haven't done any of this is they look at you again and don't have a clue where to start. So I, I think having a running list for if you're 40, I think it's a great idea. Right. And, you know, if you're at the point of retiring, and it, I think I was reading where it said that many people think that they'll retire by the age of 62. Yes. So if that is the case, then... You know, certainly there's been some dreaming going on. And if not, well, what does this focused age of 62 supposed to represent? Well, that's a great question. And and it is because I'm not really sure. But I do know this. If you're 62, you're going to be on the planet a long time if you can figure out your purpose and your passion. And if you don't, I'm not so sure because it really does uh, haunt you. And, and I see people who were very, very successful, and, and then they retire, and, and they just didn't have a clue what to do or how to start. 
So they'd move to Florida and say, oh, I'm going to buy a house in Florida. And they're down there six months, and they were miserable. I mean, they said, gosh, all we ever did is go to dinner at 530 and drink too much. <laughs> so, you know, that, that wasn't a good answer. So figuring that out is, is critically important. And your number 62 is right on the, on the numbers. So, you know, you can have another 28 years, and that's not a short period of time. I call it a marathon. Uh, actually, in a book, I refer to climbing the mountain of work, getting to the top, planting our flag, you know, sitting back in a, an easy chair with a cold one, realizing, wait, what do I do for the next 26 years, my marathon? How do I live that? Right. It's a tough question. And hopefully during that work period, although I don't think this is necessarily the case, but hopefully people have had that feeling of purpose in their work and have a passion for it so that either then it continues or it can be, what, transplanted into something else where, you know, there's a new passion and and all of that skill and interest can be uh, planted there. Very much true. So there's a, a really nice woman who brings me baked goods, and it turns out she loves to bake, and she retired and I think she was a school teacher, but she retired and she just loved to bake and she couldn't figure out what to do that she could bake and do things. And so she realized that there's a whole bunch of places that really appreciated her cookies and her brownies. And so she would bake and just donate those to, you know, fire stations and um, schools and different places. She just found places that needed and, and could use her cookies. And so she's made a habit of traveling around the county and dropping off trays of cookies to people who had no clue she was, but here she is. And it's made her happy. I, I will say that she loves and she's really good at it. I told her she should go into business. She said, no, I've been in business my whole life of teaching. I just want to do something that I don't have any responsibility. See, isn't that beautiful? That's a form of volunteering, which I think is also a, a really good thing to keep in mind as we... Uh, at any time, really, but certainly when we have more time on our hands... Uh, should we be retired, we could volunteer in organizations that we have a heart, a passion for. Absolutely. I, I have a, a good one for you too, Kate. I have a truck driver who drove cross-country trucks his whole life. He retired, and he couldn't figure out what to do, but he liked driving, so he ended up delivering for Meals on Wheels. And and he's a talker, so he's he's capable of having a conversation. So he's been delivering Meals on Wheels for a couple years now, and he's become friends with all these people that really can't get out of their house, and, and he's their social side. And, you know, that's one of the, the real drawbacks of, of what we've been going through in, in retirement in general is you lose your social society. So he becomes their social element, and they love when he shows up because, you know, he's always got a story and he's got time for them. And then he's delivering them food, and it's all volunteer. So isn't that beautiful? That's so invigorating, isn't it? Life-giving. Yes. It, right. it, it, he, he's very nice. And, and yeah, he, he just has this side to him that says, you know, this is what I love to do. And he said, I get to combine two of my loves. He said, man, that's, that's just a huge win. That is uh, that is so beautiful, and and I think that that is this second part of the title, the three P's that will keep you young. It's that sort of engagement and uh, doing what you really enjoy that 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 keeps our what our endorphins moving, so that that we feel more engaged and alive. 
Oh, I, I agree with you completely. I think that's really what it's all about. And that, and those are the ones, it's so funny, there was a, a woman in the other day, her and her sister came in, and the one lady was 86 and the other one was 73, and the 86-year-old looked younger than the 73-year-old. And I thought to myself, there's a woman, and, and it just happened that the two of them were sisters, and I said, wow, the younger sister looks older than the older sister. <laughs> And I and I so I asked them some questions and I found out the older sister has all kinds of things to do and she does all these things and the younger sister was saddled, her husband was very sick and she was the caregiver and it just it just took a toll on her and her husband passed away and I I can see where you know she'll become more vibrant and because she's pretty been trapped and you just see the two differences it's it was kind of stunning actually. And that sharing that kind of story information, I think, really is so beneficial because we may not think about how that does impact us. If and you know, it's it's wonderful to be able to take to care for someone. It might be a parent, it might be a spouse, maybe it's a child. But to realize how you know, that can be life draining. That we even in the midst of that, we need to be making some plans as to how to have self-care. Absolutely. And the interesting thing is that when they were in, the first thing I did is, so where are you going to go on vacation? She looked at me and said, how'd you know? I said, oh, you're going away. <laughs> I said, there's no question. I said, you like to do these things. She said, well, I haven't done anything for a year and a half. I said, yeah, where are you booking? She said, well, I have this list. And I said, great. And she said, we're going to do these bus tours for a couple of years. And I said, that's perfect. And so it's kind of planning out. Yeah, I mean, she had her wish list and she just put it on pause and now it's back to, you know, where it's going forward again. It's it's a very helpful to have that list and, and to have your plan and, and realize that, you know, this is the opportunity. You're you're in good shape right now. May as well take off and go and do it. And and, and everybody's freaked out about money. And obviously money, Kate's money is really important, let's face it. It's food, clothing, and shelter. But the money part of it, doesn't become the key to retirement. It's what do you do with the rest of your life, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And so have you found that with some persons, if money is somewhat of an issue, uh, it's possible to kind of work part-time and have part-time off so that there still is that additional income uh, coming in that maybe covers some of the, uh, the frills that we might want to have? Exactly. And, and I talk about that in the book. Because it is an important thing. Plus, the, the social side, we, we touch base on a little bit. But what you get from work is a social activity. And you go to your job, you talk to people, you meet people, you have lunch with people, you know their kids. I mean, it, there's just a whole social life. My office, there's 15 of us. And, you know, it's, it's a social life in its own way. And, and actually, I spend more time here with these people than I do my friends. But these people are my friends, too. And so it's, it's a different thing. And when you leave that, that is very hard to replace. I mean, let's face it, you know, eight days a, eight, eight hours a day, five days a week, um, 40 hours with people, and then all of a sudden you're not with them at all. It, that's a pretty harsh change, and I think people underestimate how important that is. Right. So these are important considerations, again, at any time or whatever stage we find ourselves in, and to just take those steps. I like the idea of making a list of the things you, you really enjoy and what you dream about doing. Uh, that at least gives you a, a focus so that you don't wake up in the morning and think, well, gosh, I don't know what to do with myself today. 
Exactly. I, I have a client of mine who is an electrician, and he worked for a major factory and, and company and publicly traded company, and he just retired. But before he retired, he came in and he said, okay, Gary, he said, I've been thinking, and we've been talking for two years now. Here's what I, my plan is. So we didn't even talk money, Kate. We talked about what his plan was. And he said, well, I want to do this. I'm going to fish. You know, In the summer, I'm going to fish two days a week. I'm going to babysit for my grandchildren a couple days a week, and I'm going to have one day for me. And in the weekends, I'm going to treat them just like I always did. He said, I'm going to play golf with my buddies, and I'm going to do whatever and mow the lawn and do all that stuff. And I said, okay, cool. This guy had his life planned, and, and it's been about nine months now, and he has followed that right to the T. And I will tell you, financially he's fine, but he was so happy because he had this all figured out. And it's like he said to me, I'd work six days a week, and I didn't have time to do anything. Now I have seven days off, and I'm, I'm pretty cool. He said, and it's nice having my weekends to myself. He said, the other days are kind of planned. I said, well, they're planned around you. He said, yeah, but I'm treating it pretty uh, pretty serious. He said, I, know, I need to have a schedule, and this is really helping me. That is, that's so great uh, to for him to have had that conversation, we're having this conversation so others may benefit from it. And, you know, I have to share that personally, I've always just had the idea, I, I love the work I do, and I, I don't see why I need to be thinking about, you know, stopping it, ending ending the work. But I just began to realize how many needs there are in the community of needing people to help out in different ways, like you were saying about, you know, delivering for meals on wheels or schools are needing volunteer help. And I, it got me thinking that, oh, you know, that is stuff, kind of things I'd love to do. You know, it means that I, I don't have to keep working just to feel great. There's a, a place, I think it was that feeling of having a purpose that was really um, the trigger for me. And, and that's critical, that, that purpose. And I consider purpose what you do for others and passion what you do for yourself. So I, I think blending those together, you know, if you're passionate about, you know, cooking Italian food, I, I want to come over, by the way. But, <laughs> um, but those are the things that I, I think really matter. I have a friend of mine, and she loves to bake. But she doesn't bake for anybody except her husband and some friends. And, and so she decided she was going to make the best scone. And she, she tried scone recipe after scone recipe. I probably ate 12 different scone recipes, which, by the way, were really good. Even the bad ones were pretty darn good. But she was just after perfection. But the thing is, her purpose was she, she said, I'm going to make a good scone. Her passion was to find the best one. So I thought that was kind of a cool combination, and I was a beneficiary of that, which I like that too, Kate. And that's wonderful because that just demonstrates it can be – anything. It doesn't have to look like, you know, the application for this job and I have to do this work where I am, you know, nine to five or whatever the hours are. That uh, it it is a matter of just, yeah, finding that purpose and, and finding joy in it. Uh, absolutely. I, I And it, it's funny. I, a lot of people have a hard time figuring out retirement. And, and in the book, I mentioned something called a retirement mentor. Mm. And a retirement mentor for me, and I had my own mentors, and they were retired, and, and it was very interesting talking to them. And, and actually, one was totally retired, the other one was partially retired, kind of does what I do. But this is so many years ago, I, I used to go to this breakfast place in Canton, and it, it'd sit at the counter, and on both sides of the counter, one guy was the semi-retired guy, and the other guy was totally retired. And I got to know them both pretty well. 
and both of them, you know, I just went to breakfast there a lot, and we met and talked, and, and I really kind of observed how they both operated. And the beauty of it is they became my mentors for, for a lot of the things that I write about and talk about because both of them had different experiences, and I just paid close attention. So I think a retirement mentor is important. And everyone asks, well, how do I find one? I said, well, it's easy. How many people do you know that retired? Who do you admire? Who do you respect? Who do you think has this figured out? And I said, once you figure out who that is, um, you can call them and have a cup of coffee or you know, meet them for lunch, whatever it is, and, and just ask them questions. How did they figure it out? What are they doing that's making them happy? And, and they will tell you that they'll have to think about it, but they will have an answer for you. That is brilliant. I'm such a fan, a supporter of mentorship. But this takes it to the logical next step, a retirement mentor. That is perfect. It's just one of those things I never came across it anywhere before, and and it just was my own situation. My father really mentored me in that also. I mean, he had his own view of how retirement was going to work, and and he also served as a a great role model for retirement. And uh, he liked to go to Florida, and I liked to go for a week. He liked to go for the season, but... You know, I, I still, I, I really like the concept of what, you know, how that worked and how he did it. And it's certainly uh, wedged into my brain, Kate. There's no question about that. So. <laughs> that is, I, I just love that. That is just amazing. So, Gary, you wrote this book with your son. So this, does your son work in uh, in the business with you? Oh, no, absolutely not. He is a freelance writer that lives in the mountains of Colorado, ski country. And he is just a freelance writer. He does this for a living. He had done a lot of things, uh, waiting tables and traveled the world and finally decided after years of doing that that he just wanted to write. So he's been doing some stuff. And I told him what I'd like to do. And we spent uh, 20 plus hours interviewing me over the phone. And he recorded all of them. And then Katie put it and whiteboarded it and figured out all the the um, the variations of this theme and put the whole book together and really wrote the book, sent it to me. I edited it. We went back and forth. Uh, my wife got involved. She's an editor, a professional one, but she won't do my own stuff. She'll work through Max because we have to live together. That's different. <laughs> so uh, he's, the, he's the middleman. It's good. And we came up with the book, and that's really what happened. And that really just captures the essence of this whole conversation it, it the what hit, what max is doing that you know he's had these adventures and he's found what really gives him life and he's had has this kind of uh, control if we want to call it that i don't, but he, he he's making decisions he's made choices this is how it works and for uh, for him with his talent to to take your ideas and put them forth in the book, that is just so beautiful. And it's it was such a great experience writing with my son, who's forty, and and I'm seventy. So you know he's talking about retirement. He said, "I don't know what retirement's about." I said, "You will after this." <laughs> he does now. But the funny thing is, you know, I put him his name on the cover of the book with me, and and that just is special. I, I mean, I, I, you know, he didn't know I was going to do that, and I decided to do that for sure. I said, listen, you, you know, you have your footprint on this. We're putting your name on the book, and I couldn't count him into getting a picture, but at least I got the book on. But he, uh, he really worked out well, and he, he's a very good writer, and he's got a good sense of humor, and the two of us just combined 
very nicely. It took a long time because back and forth, back and forth. But when it was done, I felt, okay, we really had a good product. And I've written two other books, and I thought, I thought both of them were good. This one is uh, way better. It, it's just it's better written. It's, it's a better book. And plus, I have more experience. I think that helped, too. Yes, the, of course. I think that kind of goes along with life, right? You know, that yes. what we do today is certainly better than how we did it 10 years ago because there's all that more experience and awareness and that kind of thing. Totally. It, and it's funny, Kate, you know, you almost have to sell books through Amazon. It's impossible <laughs> not to. And and uh, and I'm I'm a numbers guy, so you know I do the financial services, so I've always pay attention to numbers and have been very good with numbers. And and I confess I do check and see what my sales are, and it's been fascinating to see what's happened on Amazon. I just smile and say, whoa, uh, somebody's reading this book, and you know getting positive feedback, and it it just makes you feel good. And it's like I told someone the other day, I said, you know, I don't know any of the people, most of the people that are going to read this book. I have no clue who they are or where they're from. And somebody in England bought it the other day, and I thought, whoa. But what was kind of nice is that I, I told Max this the other day. When we were talking. I said, Max, the best part of this is look at all the people we are impacting in a positive way. I said, look at all the good we're doing, and we'll never know these people. We'll never hear from them. And and that's great. I, I just am I feel very good about this, Kate. I take this, um, it, I feel very passionate, I'll use my own word. It's just one of those things where I think, wow, I get to really help and do something that will impact people in a good way. Without question, absolutely, because as we had said earlier, so many more people are retiring at, the, at these various stages, but there seems to have just been a, just a, a real drive uh, during this pandemic time of people making that choice. And hopefully it, they've done it with the wisdom that you're sharing with us this morning. But if not, of course, the book is there. You mentioned it available on Amazon. And we can also look at your website and purchase it via that means if we want to, correct, Gary? Absolutely. And those I signed. <laughs> so if you want one signed, just go to GarySurak.com and, and and request a book, and I will promise you I will sign it, and it'll get shipped to you. So, Oh, absolutely, Kate. Yeah, it's It's been fun getting some of the feedback and and that's what's um, that. It just uh, it just feels good. It's it just like what you do when you bring something to the table to the world, and you and you hang up and you say, "Whoa, that was really good," and I got to be a part of it. That's how this all feels. And you're exactly right on that, Gary. Being able to bring good quality information to help people in their lives to you know, really learn and grow and, and make life better. Uh, you know, I we're on the same page, literally, where that's concerned. Well, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> be on that page, Kate. Yeah. yeah. So, no. it's, it's, it's just one of those things where, you you know, you're in a great position because you talk about how many people, how many people listen to your radio station? It's, you know, crazy. Yeah, crazy, yes, those numbers. And then, of course, these days with podcasts, you know, those numbers just grow because it's not just that particular half hour on a Sunday morning that this is happening. You know, people can go back and listen to it and and say, well, you know, I need to refresh myself so they can listen again. Uh, yeah, there's a beauty in the media this in this way that we can learn so much and share so much. Oh, no question. And and it's funny. I, I, I did a podcast for someone 
gosh, two months ago, and, and I never asked them when it was coming out. It came out yesterday, and the reason I know is we had a flurry of books sold, and, and I thought, oh, something happened, and I had no clue, Kate. I mean, I just don't, you know, I don't have time to keep track of all that stuff, and, and I've done a fair amount of these, and I thought, whoa, somebody, something happened, and I still haven't figured out what, what program aired yet. I don't know. I have to try and track it down, but uh, it, it's kind of interesting to see what happens, and then you get questions on the website, and, and I have helped some people. Actually, I had a gentleman from Pittsburgh call me and have a conversation with me after my interview. He said, I, I don't know if you talk to people. And I said, of course. And, and I had a lady call me from, gosh, I think Boston. And it's it's really been kind of fun. And, you know, it's it's easy. Yes. Well, this has felt easy. And the hope is that retirement will now feel like an easier step to be taking w- with much more enthusiasm. So I'm going to say to all our listeners, learn more about Gary Sirak and his new book, How to Retire and Not Die, at Gary Sirak, S-I-R-A-K, GarySirak.com. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so greatly, Gary. Okay, this is so nice. I, uh, and and uh, I hope sometime I get to Seattle when we meet. I would love to do that. Baseball season's coming up. (laughs) I will buy the coffee. Oh, yes. The best coffee. Thank you.